Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to ISX Sportscast here on KCR College Radio, the sound of state. I'm Brevin Honda alongside my co-host, Andrew Vargas. Today, we're going to talk ISX Sports coming up. We're going to talk about 12 teams in action uh, this weekend and heading into next week. We're going to talk some ISX basketball, give you a preview on uh, the Mountain West Conference Tournament. The ISX are going to start tomorrow. We're going to talk some ISX basketball with the end of conference season's ending. Uh, we're gonna talk some NBA um, as the season rolls on, and we're gonna end with some baseball and some really highly touted prospects uh, gonna pitch for the Padres coming up. So how's it going, Andrew? I'm doing good, hanging out there. All right, you wanna kick it with uh, our yeah, 12, sure. Our so six, team, six of our twelve teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll start off with the women's track and field team. They'll be at the uh, San Diego Collegiate Challenge on Saturday. It's at eleven thirty in the morning. And then women's swim and dive team will be at the Zone E Diving Championship in Seattle. That will be on Monday through Wednesday. And then women's tennis, they'll be playing on Saturday versus Grand Canyon at 12 p.m. And then Tuesday, they'll be facing the, use, I always get confused, but the Toreros, our crest rivals at 2 p.m. at Aztecs Tennis Center. And then men's tennis will be facing tomorrow all the way through Sunday at the Pacific Coast Doubles Championship in La Jolla. And then tomorrow, they'll be also be playing San Diego Christian at 3 p.m. They'll be here at the Aztecs Tennis Center. And then we go through Women's Lacrosse. They'll be facing George Mason on, sun- on Sunday at 1 p.m. at the Aztec Lacrosse Field. And then... Women's rowing, they'll be facing the UCLA Bruins early in the morning at 8, 8 a.m. on Saturday. Now I'm going to toss it back to you, Brian, with the women's water polo. Yeah, they take on um, Santa Clara on Friday at 4 p.m. and then uh, Pacific at 1 p.m. on Saturday. So a couple of Golden Coast Conference matches for them. We go to golf now where on Monday and Tuesday they'll be hosting the Lampkin San Diego Classic at the San Diego Country Club down in Chula Vista. And a women's golf, they'll be um, at the Dr. Donna Thompson Invitational at the Kaneohe Clipper Golf Course out in Hawaii. That'll be also on Monday and Tuesday. Softball now, they'll be facing Villanova tonight at 6 p.m. at the SDSU Softball Stadium. And then over the weekend, they'll be up in Long Beach for the Louisville Cellular Classic. They play Friday going against Cal State Fullerton at 11.30. On Saturday, they play two games going against Cal Poly at 9 a.m. Boston University at 11.30 a.m. And then on Sunday, they play UCF at 9 a.m. And then they play Long Beach State at 2 p.m. And then the Aztecs come home Tuesday to play an exhibition against Team USA Softball, the um, national team at 7 p.m. in same team. <coughs> Baseball now, they got a three-game weekend series at number 11 Oklahoma out of Norman. They play Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. 6 p.m. Central Time. They also start at that time on Saturday. And then Sunday, they finish off at noon at Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific. And then the Aztecs come home, play another Big 12 team in TCU on Tuesday at 6 p.m. And then uh, the men's team, they start the conference tournament tomorrow. They will play the winner of Air Force and Fresno State at 11.30 a.m. And uh, we'll, pre- we'll preview the tournament uh, in a couple minutes. All right, so let's talk about uh, last week's uh, victory for the uh, number five still 
men's basketball team. Uh, you know, they faced Nevada. You know, it was kind of first half. It was kind of like, here we go again, starting slow. Uh, you know, Nevada had a double-digit lead early in, in the game, and they led by halftime. Um, it was very, uh, like I said, difficult to see that first half. Everyone was struggling, um, except for uh, Malachi Flynn. He was still in the game early on. And, you know, second half made some adjustments. And, you know, I like that the bench got involved. They got a lot of productivity from the bench. And, um, points. yeah. And Malachi Flynn was uh, the star of the game yes. last week. 36 points on um, 13 of 20 shooting. And the uh, result of that was named Mountain West Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really great game to see because it kind of was an uptick in the offense. You know, three games, you know, playing UNLV, playing Colorado State. You saw shots that were open shots for guys like Flynn and KJ Fagan. And they weren't really falling. On Saturday, they were falling. Yeah. And it was nice to see that uptick, especially to put up 47 in the second half to pull out that victory. And showed, kind of made a difference of how good this Aztec team is compared to a good team here in the conference. And yeah, and they they made, um, we've seen, you know, in the season, you know, on Kawhi Leonard's uh, jersey, you know, they were down by half and came back, uh, you know, in the second half. And, however, we've seen the other side where they couldn't come back, you know, with the uh, the first loss of the season against the Rebels. Um, but it's nice to see that they were able to show that they can come back and, you know, getting a little bit of a mojo upcoming right now with the Mountain West tournament. Yeah, I think it's when Coach Jetcher said it was a, a tune-up for the tournament. I think we really saw that, you know, especially in that second half. You know, I think it's highlighted by the offense, but it's really the defense that has helped this uh, team um, get better and really um, get them ready and, yeah. you know, play a full 40 minutes. And that's been the difference against some of these teams that the Aztecs haven't played is they haven't played a full 40 minutes. You know, and that's the reason why UNLV beat the Aztecs. Yeah. Because they... Um, played forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I mean, they might see um, either Nevada or UNLV in the semifinals. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with that. So it's a little bit of a, you know, of a preview. Least, you could see UNLV in the, yeah. the semis. Mm-hmm. Might see, could see Nevada in the finals. Yeah. All right. Um, before we uh, talk about the conference tournament, um, postseason awards were announced earlier this week on Monday. Uh. It was the media poll. Mm-hmm. Malachi Flynn was named Player of the Year, Newcomer of the Year, First Team, and then received was um, one vote for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Brian Dutcher was the unanimous Coach of the Year. It helps when you have the best conference record in the 21-year history of the conference, of the mm-hmm. Mountain West, going 17-1. and Matt Mitchell was named to the second team. Yanni Wessel was named to the third team. KJ Fagan was... Uh, received two votes for the Defensive Player of the Year and was an honorable mention. So, kind of surprised by Fagan um, yeah. from the media. Yeah, a little bit surprised. I mean, you know, throughout this whole season, it was more uh, a sacrifice for Kevin, 
or for KJ since you know he was a scorer off of uh, Santa Clara, and you know he he did his role, uh, played uh, some good games. I remember uh, that one game here at Viejas Arena where he um, hitting those threes early on and was very good. And mm-hmm. you know, props to um, KJ Ferrin to get some honorable mentions. I think the one person that should be getting more clout, some more n- noise, has to be Jordan Shackle. You think so? I think so. For how well he shoots the three, for how well what he does for this team that's kept him in these games, you know, I think it. I think he deserves more than not getting any recognition at all, at least an honorable mention. That's fair enough, yeah. All right, the coaches' uh, poll was announced yesterday. Malachi Flynn was named Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and First Team All Mountain West. Malachi Flynn's the first Aztec to be named Mountain West Player of the Year since Xavier Thames during the 2013-14 season. Um, I'm surprised about that list. I would think yeah. Kawhi Leonard will be there. No, because that was the year that Jimmer won. Oh, really? I think. Well, well then- I, st- I still. Su- See a surprise, and that, that, that's how I perceive it. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Really? This is the first but time? Wow. You think that, you know, Xavier Thames 2013 14, um, you know, you think no one in between that, you know, like a Trey Kell or, you know, a Jeremy Hemsley or Devin Watson would win that award. Um, Dutcher was named Mount, uh, Mountain West Coach of the Year. These were all by the coaches. Matt Mitchell was on the first team, along with Malachi Flynn, Yanni Wetzel on the second team. KG Fagan made the all-defensive team and was an honorable mention. I like all of these awards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can make your case for uh, Shackle. He's been, you know, good at the defensive side on his end. Um, I have no no issues at all with these, um, you know, accolades awards for the whole entire mm-hmm. basketball team mm-hmm. this season. Yeah, I think too. Another thing is it's it's the defense. You know, to see Flynn and Fagan on that all defensive team shows you how much pride you know and how much they've grasped the culture of Aztec defense here since they've can't since they've come to SDSU. Yeah, and they were able to mix it in all together as um, first time transfers. You know, sitting out last year and making a incredible um, season so far. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for uh, the third part of the season, the conference tournament, mm-hmm. the postseason. Yeah. The Aztecs are the number one seed. They will mm-hmm. play, like I said, the winner of the Air Force Fresno State game that's going on right now. They, um, The winner will face the Aztecs at 11.30 tomorrow. And Andrew, what do you think about whoever you play? I think um, it should be a good start for a tournament. We are expected for the team to win out. Um, we would hope convincingly to, you know, convince the committee that, hey, they should get a one seed at maybe the West, but we already said about our opinions about getting a one seed shouldn't matter. But um, I think it should be an interesting tournament. Maybe a, a surprising team for this um, year because, you know, I think the Aztecs, they want to have that mentality of going to the tournament and win out. They don't want to lose no. mm-hmm. at all because pretty much if they lose, they'll wind up in the West but as a two seed, and I'm pretty sure they'll be kind of bummed about it. Mm. But uh, 
I think it should be a good uh, tournament. I think there'll be one at least surprise. I think for me, it'll be UNLV will be the surprise in this um, tournament. As the five? Yeah, I think I'm picking them as a little surprise team to do a little bit of noise. But, uh, but I think... So in the semis, if the Aztecs play UNLV uh, in that one five, would you have UNLV winning that game, or do you have the Aztecs winning that game, or would that just be a close game? I think it'll be a close game for the Aztecs. I think UNLV will get them the runs for their money again, mm-hmm. unless the Aztecs are super motivated and just blow them out and like show like the the whole entire country like, hey, you, we know we lost these guys, but we beat them again a uh, full fashion convincingly. But all of us should expect the Aztecs to win the tournament since mm-hmm. last year they fell short mm-hmm. against uh, Utah State. And speaking of Utah State, they might play them in this year's tournament final yeah. as well. Yeah. Utah and, State being the two seed. Yeah, and Utah State, you know, they've had a very tough losses the past month. You know, they lost against um, uh, New Mexico. Uh, you know, had other losses too against Aztecs. Mm-hmm. So... It's up to them to show up um, uh, the Utah State uh, Utes to make the some Aggies. noise. And, oh, sorry, the Aggies. <laughs> I don't know why I say Utes. I think of the other Utah. Utah. Yeah, um, for, for Utah to make some noise, they need a win because I don't think they'll be uh, at large they're in the tournament. The, they're on the cutting edge. Yeah, they're right in that they're part last of, four they're on the bubble. out of four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think with... Utah State, they just have to get to the finals. Mm-hmm. Because if they know they're playing the Aztecs, they're most likely going to get in because of their uh, resume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they beat, I think it was LSU earlier in the year. I think it was also beat Florida, I think, earlier in the year. And a couple of good SEC teams mm-hmm. um, around the country. Yeah. Um, with the matchup, I would want... I would want... Air Force in this one, honestly, because, mm-hmm. you know, when they played there, everyone was expecting, oh, it's going to be a tough game, you know, high altitude in and Colorado. The, and, and the Aztecs are not, you know, even last year, you know, didn't even win at Air Force. Yeah, uh-huh. So, yeah, I would want um, Air Force in this one. Uh, last games for Air Force um, haven't been that well. I mean... The last four games, they've lost uh, three of the last four, and their only win is against New Mexico at home. And um, uh, against Fresno, um, they're a team that has uh, won. Let me see. Look at the schedule right now. They've won half and half, won two games in the last four games, last two. Most of them, uh, those wins are against, you know, sub above teams in the conference but i would want air force in this one to be honest mm-hmm. they're they're leading right now 14-6 with 14 minutes left in against fresno yeah, state yeah i see that there's a lot, lots of game right there but mm-hmm. yeah I, w- I would want air force what about you do you want air force or think, fresno for me i think i'd probably want air force yeah you know i think because you think about fresno state it's pretty much who you do not want to play and i mm-hmm. think Fresno State, because of Justin Hudson, the head coach over at Fresno State, used to be an assistant here at San Diego State. Uh, um, I don't think you want to play UNLV 
I think you'd rather play Boise uh, in the second round because you because all the games are at UNLV's home court practically, and then I think too in the championship. I don't know if you'd really want to play Utah State. I would still want to play all of those play our yeah. teams, but I can. There, there is gonna be at least, uh, as a context speaking, in the whole tournament we'll talk about right now. I think there will be a couple upsets mm-hmm. throughout the whole nation. But um, last time the Aztecs played uh, Fresno State, uh, the Aztecs won by the score of sixty-four and fifty-five, mm-hmm. which you would think is a little bit. Um, you know, convincing fashion, but that was also on the road. Yeah, and they won comfortably both of those uh, games. But I think if they face them a third time, I think they would give them yeah. a slow start mm-hmm. for the Aztecs. So I would want Air Force as the inferior team. If you're in the finals, who would you rather play, Utah State or Nevada? Um, I would go with. Let's just go with the challenge. I go with Utah State, honestly, to you know a rematch of last year's uh, conference championship. I know they have still Sam Merrill and uh, Kata, if that, that's his name, right? Yeah, yeah, Kata, and um, some other good players. Utah State has. I would want to. I would want the Aztecs to face them again and prove a point that hey, we sweep them. We're the best in our conference, and I think personally, I'd want to play Utah State. I think because of the fact that. Nevada, they would want that redemption. Yeah, I can see Nevada wanted to. I, I wouldn't want to play Nevada. Mm-hmm. And I would think maybe a little bit UNLV, like I said, maybe they'll be the surprise team, but they would have the Aztecs, you know, mentality. But who knows? It should be a very exciting uh, tournament. It will be, overall. Fun, huh? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, we're coming up. It's the final pretty much weekend before yeah. conference tournament mm-hmm. starts for most teams around the country and one of the most unknowing conference champions from the conference has to be the Pac-12. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, UCLA is in first place. Uh, you with, showed me that. five losses. I know, and uh, that's just Who's stunning. not even ranked. And, and they're leading against um, Oregon, which is a very, very good, talented team mm-hmm. this year. Peyton Pritchard up for the Bob Cousy Award with Malachi Flynn. That's crazy that mm-hmm. for that, but I would want UCLA to win only for selfish purposes <laughs> because um, uh, Gonzaga beat Oregon early in the season, and you know as of right now, Gonzaga is number one in the West in the bracket projections, and I would want UCLA to win this tournament so you know that. Uh, win against Oregon for um, for Gonzaga would be mm-hmm. diminish a little bit of uh, value mm-hmm. for it. Plus, too, Oregon did lose to, to Oregon State earlier in the year, too. Yeah, that's a bad um, loss for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you think about, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams separated by two and a half games going into the tournament. It's pretty much wide open. It is pretty wide open. I know, as of right now, Kansas is the unanimous number one. Well, two and a half, seven teams with two and a half in the Pac-12. Oh, okay. We're still talking about yeah. Pac-12. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, Colorado was ranked um early 
last week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, you know, they got some some good wins against their resume. Then they lost to Cal. And... Yeah, they lost Cal. Bad loss in that one. Arizona uh, State's actually been playing, playing well. It's just they got to be able to do it for 40 minutes. Yeah. I mean, they're not, as of right now, they're not the, you know, the Arizona as we always. No, Arizona State. Oh, Arizona State. Sorry. Uh, the Sun Devils. Oh, uh, mm, I mean, they've been playing solid. Mm-hmm. They've been playing solid this um year. Yeah. But going back to Arizona, I think they could, they got to be a little bit better than what they're known for. Yeah, you would think they would. You know, every year they're always a contender mm-hmm. for at least for a Final Four or get into Elite Eight. But yeah, this should, this is a very uh, down season for um, Arizona, despite that they have a winning record. But as their standard for basketball, that's not acceptable. Yeah, I think it kind of didn't help with what happened during the summer with Sean Miller and mm-hmm. all the... NCAA investigations against him. I think it was against recruiting violations. Yeah, yeah. Some some yeah. off the field issues with mm-hmm. recruitment from her coaches. Yeah, you know, and then you think about USC is right there too. Yeah, USC is right there. That twenty one wins, went nine losses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they. I I think I saw it was they beat Col- Colorado. Yeah, they beat yeah. Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um. How they do against uh, Oregon? I'm seeing this. Oregon won, I think. They beat them. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't know UCLA maybe or sorry. Um. Well, UCLA. I, I wanted. To, I want them to win. Uh. The Trojans. Um. I mean, they got some pretty inconsistent wins. I mean, they're. If I'm looking at. Right, their last five games they got losses against um Colorado State, mm-hmm. Arizona State, and Arizona, and then the Utah Utes. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if um the Trojans will make it to a tournament, but I would think they would. Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, at large, how many, how many teams from the Pac 12 get into the tournament? I think for this year, it would be, I say three. Three? Yeah, three. I think UCLA, Colorado, and Oregon. And Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it. And Arizona State's maybe first four out? or I say borderline, mm-hmm. maybe first first out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, top four... Top four teams in the Pac-12 get a bye in the tournament, in their conference tournament. Yeah, that that should be good for you know UCLA, Oregon, Colorado, and Colorado. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. USC, they're the five, and they gotta try and win mm-hmm. so they can get that bye because it's easier to play three games in three days than it is to play four in four days. Four days, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a a tough ask. Or to win four games in a row. Mm-hmm. How about um the Atlantic Ten? I mean, oh. Dayton, they're number three in the nation, and yet I seen it in their schedule that Obi. <laughs> Obi Toppin. I think they're 
overrated, I feel like. I think so. I think they're overrated. They're only... They've lost against Kansas in November. O- o- OT. Then they lost against Colorado. OT, another game. And after that, there just hasn't been very good um, teams that they played against. I mean, it's just maybe St. Mary's? Or, I don't know. Yeah. It's just because Dayton's continue to win. That's what it is. I mean, they're 16-0 in conference play. and mm-hmm. you know, That's why they and this is the lo- to rise. And as of right now, this they have the longest uh, winning streak in the nation. If it's let's see, I think it's uh, I'm trying to count the wins. Sorry, <laughs> they have the longest uh, winning streak of ah. There's a lot of wins. I can't keep track of it. Sorry. I think it's ten. Dayton, they get not just one buy, they get two buys in their eight. I know. Tournament. You think there should be a concern for them not being able to play the, that many mm-hmm. the top, days? Yeah, the top four seeds get two buys. Wow, that's big. They go automatically to the quarters. Wow. Yeah, they've won 16, 17 in a row. They've won. Yeah. 17. So we'll see if um, Dayton, you know, still has their firepower or they get upset against, I don't know, maybe VCU. Richmond. <laughs> or um, St. Louis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, too, another thing is, you know, if the Aztecs don't get the, the one seed in that West bracket, it's going to go to Dayton. Yeah. It'll definitely go for Dayton. It didn't help with one. Maryland losing last night. I know. <laughs> Did not happen for that. Uh, overall, I think it should be a very inter- interesting, exciting tournament. There'll be some surprises. Uh, maybe a couple of more surprises in the mm-hmm. ACC, you know, mm-hmm. with Duke not being that uh, firepower as last mm-hmm. year. Maybe a, I don't know, Virginia still reigning championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reigning champions mm-hmm. might sneak in as in the tournament mm-hmm. as a um, automatic bid. Mm-hmm. So it should be interesting, that one. You know, you look at that top line, you know, no matter who it is, if it's Gonzaga, San Diego State, Dayton, you know, what's it like to see three mid-majors at that top line? That's the first time ever mm-hmm. if that whole happens, if, you know, we expect Dayton to, to win out. At least maybe possibly two of those three teams at the top line. It should be very historic. You know, usually you don't see that every, t- every yeah. year. Most of the time, you see the power fives get those mm-hmm. one seed. Occasionally, you'll get Duke, Kansas, uh-huh. Virginia, and occasionally you'll get that uh, mid major as a number one. Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think too. It just shows how fluctuating this year has been. You know, to have what eight, eight number ones. Yeah, <laughs> eight number ones in this whole entire season. It's yeah, been crazy. Uh it's why it doesn't sound like a lot, but. It's a lot. It's a wide open. It's gonna be a wide open tournament, and a lot of brackets are gonna be busted early yep, so, next week. <laughs> sorry, no uh, million dollar uh, bracket. Yeah, this year. yeah, yeah. Not this year. All right, I'm gonna read some ads off behalf of KCR College Radio. No plans this weekend. Check out the House of Blues in downtown San Diego for some amazing concerts in one beautiful venue. 
Make sure to check out our giveaways on casecarelive.com for a chance to win tickets to concerts throughout the semester. And stop by Music of the Mesa from 12 to 1 on Thursdays for more giveaway opportunities. Oh, FYI, there will not be Music on the Mesa tomorrow. Most of our uh, KCR uh, staff will be up at New York for the annual IBS uh, award show. So there will not be uh, Music on the Mesa tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be there. Or today we leave at um, at night mm-hmm. at 8. Mm-hmm. Make sure to follow us on <laughs> Instagram. That one couldn't come out. Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and YouTube at KCR College Radio for weekly news and sports updates as well as the latest giveaway opportunities. Speaking of New York, Andrew, are you ready for New York? Yeah. I might catch a uh, Nick game or a Brooklyn game. One of them. We'll see. Probably the Knicks. Yeah, probably get the bloody uh, nose seat. So, fortunately, won't be able to see Stan... Uh, Spike leave since, you know, he got kicked oh. out from the arena. He's in a mess right now. <laughs> the whole entire organization is a mess in the next. Uh, All right. Let's continue talking about the NBA. Yeah, uh-huh. But let's not talk about the Knicks. <laughs> sure. You know, the Warriors are in a better situation despite their record. They even won last night. Then they they haven't. They won at Denver oh. last night. That's a shocker. It is. <laughs> And Denver keeps losing these games. You know, they got blown out by the Clippers uh, a couple nights ago. And now with the uh, Golden State. I know it's not in our topic right here, but should Denver be concerned about as of lately how they've been playing? You I think, think so? so. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, this is the time where you got to start warming up and getting better when... You know, as we get closer to the playoffs, you know, we're about six, seven weeks Weeks, away uh from the playoffs. You know, Mm -hmm. this is the time to start heating up and getting hot at the right time. You know, if you're a team like Denver, if you're a team like Philly, you know, some of these teams where you have a big man that's going to help you advance, you know, you got to utilize it. You know, I think Toronto's done a great job. They don't necessarily have a big, but they got a four and Pascal Siakam that can easily do that. You know, mm-hmm. prime example are the Bucks. You know, yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, they use their big to their advantage. You know, Giannis can drive in. He could shoot the. He's learned to shoot the three this year. You know, and use his body to his advantage. Are you concerned that um you know that loss that they got the the Bucks against um the Heat? Yeah. No. Well, I'm not. Shaq, Shaq is though. I don't know if you saw uh, his uh hair, his new haircut. Yeah, I saw that hair all the way back. I would be a little bit concerned about it, only because they're too reliant on Giannis. I would want to see more from Meadowbrooks since he's considered. I'm using air quotes, quote unquote, their second best player in the team, and they would expect. He's an all-star, and you would expect him to be far more better. Yeah, Chris Middleton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, too, it's, you know, the Lopez brothers. You know, as you know, when you have that bench, when Giannis goes on the bench, you know, Robin Lopez has to be ready to step up. You know, and I think, too, when it's nice when you have a cushion like the way the Bucks do. They've got a 9-10 game cushion over, who is it, Philly? Mm-hmm. No, not Philly. Um Boston and, and Miami, uh, Toronto. 
Oh yeah, uh, Toronto for the top. Yeah, for two and three, mm-hmm. and kind of helps that you can have one of those games where you don't have to win, even though you kind of want to have, you know, they they're on pace to get to seventy wins. Mm-hmm. Um, how about Philly? They've been very bad in the road, but they've been almost a championship caliber team once they play at home. What's up with their inconsistency? You think? I think it's not stepping up to playing on the road. You know, they're nine and twenty-three on the road. These are the other teams in the Eastern Conference that have eight, nine wins on the road. The Wizards, the, Chicago, the Bulls, the Pistons, the Knicks, the Hawks, and the Cavs. They all have single-digit wins on the road. That's not good for the Philly. And if you're a six seed, you know it's which is where they're at right now, yeah. they, they got to play four games on the road. Yeah. And that's not going to benefit them because they got to at least win one on the road to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, you know, uh, the Lakers uh, beat um, the Pelicans, which was a classic game, <laughs> you know, against, you know, old generation and new generation right now. Um, and LeBron was, you know, quoted that he liked, Zion and some other players, and he felt like the NBA future is bright. Mm-hmm. And um, LeBron shooting from thirty-six feet. I know it was crazy for that game. Um, from those players, um, Brevin, um, who do you think will be the face of the uh, NBA in five years? From Luca, uh, Trey Young, Jason, Zion, and Jamarat. I think I want to see Zion Williamson, and I think it's because of the fact that it, it's gonna re-evolutionize the big, the big man here in basketball. You know, you know you've got Nikola Jokic from the Nuggets. You've got Giannis Antetokounmpo. You've got Andre Drummond, you know. Mm-hmm. But with Zion, it's, there's a little bit more flair to it, and I think it's going to help re-evolutionize the NBA. Yeah, I agree. That's why I would think it would be Zion in the next five years. Um, See, I, it- would say, I would say Trey Young. But, but you've got Steph Curry in the way. You understand I, what I mean by that? Yeah, I do. I just... How is it... I don't watch very lot of Hawks games. I only see highlights from him. Mm-hmm. But how does he do on the defensive side? Because I know he can shoot, but how is he defensively? He's fine on the defensively, but okay. I think it's... With Trey, learn just shooting from Steph. Yeah. And I think because of because of... What Zion can do on his own, what he's not necessarily his forefront, what Zion's forefront game is, isn't from somebody else. You know, and that's what Trey's is. His his shooting um, stemmed from a guy like Steph Curry, Mm -hmm. and I think because of that, you know, Zion has a better chance to be the face of the NBA. Mm -hmm. Um, which of those players would you build a team around with? Probably Luka Doncic. Look at that, just okay, mm-hmm. okay. Because he can shoot, he can pass, and he can dribble, and he could play one through four. And yeah, that's pretty much what you need mm-hmm. nowadays in the NBA. For me, look, everyone likes Zion. I almost everyone likes mm-hmm. Zion, but for me, I would go with um Jason Tatum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know last year it was a bit of a a little regression due to Kyrie Irving and mm-hmm. drama, stuff like that. But the year that, uh, 
you know, his first year, he was phenomenal, you know, yeah. had that huge dunk against LeBron James, against that uh, Eastern Conference Finals. And when he played with the Lakers, he was just explosive all around. And I would build a team around Jason Tatum. I can see that, too. I could see, you know, if it's not Luka Doncic, it's not Jason Tatum. I could see even John Morant, you build a team around. Yeah. That's what Memphis has done this year. So mm-hmm. they're building, they're starting to build a team mm-hmm. around John Morant. Mm-hmm. I mean, as as long as, like, I would definitely would have chosen Zion, but due to, you know, circumstance, how the NBA is, I would want to build Jason, uh, with Jason. But even though Zion has been very excellent in his rookie season, mm-hmm. no one has been able to stop him, only maybe a little bit of uh, Giannis when they played against each other. Um, I think eventually he'll develop a uh, jump shooter, Zion, because we saw that first game when he faced the Rockets, he was just shooting threes. But I think eventually when he does uh, develop a jump shooter, I think a lot of people would want to build around uh, Zion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think too, you think about teams that, you know, build teams, who they build teams around. You think about the Lakers right now. They're building their team around LeBron James. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about the Warriors. They built their team around shooting with mm-hmm. Steph. And then they got Draymond Green. They got Clay Thompson. You know, eventually you had Kevin Durant in that mix. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every team is different in how they build it. But it's all about what they all had the same goal, and that's winning a championship. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, you think about LeBron. You know, Pairing up with Anthony Davis, you know, and talk about a season he's had. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of, you know, LeBron James being that playmaker for the Lakers. Yeah. But it's tough because when LeBron goes on the bench, who's going who's gonna to step up? Is it going to be Rajon Rondo? Is it going to be, you know, uh, Davis? Mm hmm. Yeah, and, so far, and that's kind of been the question for the Lakers. Yeah, and it, and it hasn't been showing that much. And um, I know a few weeks we said that Giannis should be MVP, but how would you define MVP for you? Is it the best player throughout the whole season or the whole team dynamic I think value? It's, for me, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, if you're one of the best, you know, one of the best players on your team, you know, you're going to be one of the best players, most likely one of the best players in the league. You know, and I think the biggest example of that is Trey Young. You know, he's not necessarily on a good team, but he's a good player. And that's why some people think that he could be, he could be an MVP. Yeah, I can see that. All right, you want to talk about some baseball on the next right yeah. now? Mm-hmm. All right, so Christian Yelich, um, Brewers outfielder, signed an extension deal uh, worth around $215 million, and it will go at least until 2028 season with an option for 2029. And this was um, uh, sourced by uh, Jeff Passan of ESPN. Um who who do you think will be a breakout uh player uh candidates for the 2020 season? Um I think you know I could see Christian Yelich obviously being one the way he's been able to hit but 
I really want to say, you know, a guy like Nolan Arenado. You know, for what, you know. Even, you think so, despite what's yeah. going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and that's the point. You know, that's the reason, you know. You, you know, guys are in discussions all the time. But when you're a franchise player like Nolan Arenado, you've got to be that best player for your team, whether your GM's talking about you to other teams or not. You know, but see, the thing that hurts Arenado is that he signed an extension last year mm-hmm. that's similar to Yelich's mm-hmm. uh, extension. And that kind of defeats kind of the trust. It's kind of a lot. I think. Yeah, like you lose your credibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think because of that, Yel- uh, not Yelich, um, Arenado could mm-hmm. be a breakout player. And yeah. then, you know, he sells himself come July. Yeah. That's a, a true for that. Um, I can see um, Joan Mancada break mm-hmm. out this season. I know the White Sox had made flurries of moves um, in their team. I can Yonder. see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yonder Alonso. Yeah. <laughs> but I can see uh, the Joan uh, Mancada. Uh, uh, breaking out for this season. I know he strikes out a lot, but uh, once he puts it all together, he's just a you know a top player in the game. Yeah, and I think as a second baseman, I think with him and Eloy Jimenez, it's kind of what we've been waiting <clears throat> for for the White Sox. Yeah, and and I you would expect also they're gonna promote sometime this season with um Luis Robert as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So I got you on cut on this one. Um. Which players or teams um, we should keep an eye for in this upcoming season? Well, for the wrong reasons, the Astros. <laughs> yeah, that's the obvious one. Number you one, know, I think. But two, I think you you think about the Yankees. You know, and what a Garrett Cole signing means to a team like that. You know, I think, I think nationally, nas- nationally, I think you want to watch out for the Padres and the Reds. Yeah, those should be. I think two. the subtle moves the mm-hmm. Padres made, but then this the splashes that the Reds make that that affect the the NL Central. And I think those are those are the two teams, you know, in the National League. I got one player in mind. I want to see how um, uh, Shohei Otani does. Yeah, I want to see how he does after you know when he comes back in May. Yeah, pitch. May for, for pitching. Obviously, you want to take it very slow since he's coming back from major Tommy John surgery, and I want to see how he does uh, bouncing back as a as a pitcher. Yeah, because I, I I know he'll be there, his skills wise and performance as a hitter. But I want to see how he does. And then you as get a the, pitcher. the expertise that Joe Madden has that to leave mm-hmm. that clubhouse. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a different atmosphere even yeah. though even though you've got Mike Trout even though you've got Albert Pujols it's different because it's not Mike Shosha it's you have Joe Madden in that mm-hmm. mix now yeah and I would also put the uh for the AO side uh team to watch I would watch um the Angels see how mm-hmm. their <clears throat> excuse me their um team does despite that you know they made some good moves uh, in the position side, but I want to see how they uh, do on the pitching Pitching, side. Yeah, Yeah, Mm because 
especially before Otani gets back. Yeah, uh-huh. I want to see how they do on that. And for the NL side, I want to see how, um, yeah, the Reds do. I want to see how they do with all the moves they made, mm-hmm. you know, all the good position players they have. I want to see how they do, um, you know, now that they have a ace uh, for Trevor Bauer. I want to see how they do um, against the Brewers, Cubs, mm-hmm. and um, St. Louis. Yeah. And I think, too, with that NL Central, you know, you 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 got the Cubs. You know, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Kyle Schwarber. That core is still intact from that 26-team World Series. And last year just being just a tough year for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, um, you got the Cardinals, who are always going to be good. Yeah. They should be in the mix as well. You know, the Pirates, they're rebuilding. You know, mm-hmm. So it's kind of tough to wanting to think that they're going to win. But then you got the Brewers. You know, Christian Yelich, guys that are going to hit. Mm-hmm. How there, do you think there's one weakness they have with the, their team? Because, you know, the, the Brewers? Brewers, yeah. Because they don't have an ace on their staff. I think that, Brewers. that is their weakness, is they mm-hmm. don't have the a rotation. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't. I mean, losing Zach Davies to the Padres. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, losing some of these guys, I think. Because, I mean, all they have is just Josh Hader, which is in their bullpen, and that's about know, it. but they got Eric Lauer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. I mean, but, but yeah, I mean, as of right now, I only see um, Brett Anderson as their, being their opening day starter. And then Brandon Woodruff slides into the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would think their rotation is their weakness spot. Yeah. I don't know they might even be like one of the teams that might uh, not make it. They might trade for a starter come July. And for the AL side, how about the um, the Cleveland Indians? I know this year oh, they've have injuries. A, that's a make or break it year. Yeah, this is, this is this is pretty much it for them. Mm-hmm. It's either they make it to the playoffs or they might sell during the fire during the, Yeah, during the deadline. Trade yeah. Lindor, maybe Yeah. Mm-hmm. Corey Kluber's already out. Yeah. Uh huh. I think Texas is going to be a really good team to see this year. I think it. A, a, a Angels team. and Texas. And then you had the Astros and the yeah. A's in that mix. Yeah. It should be a very, almost like a dogfight if you think it's, about it. Yeah. Mm hmm. Because. And then, you uh, know, Texas, they have that emotion of playing in a new ballpark this year, yeah, too. That's true. Uh huh. But uh, for the Astros, I would say maybe they they might, yeah, they're gonna win a lot of games and do very good. But I think maybe how they're gonna handle, you know, with this controversy throughout the whole entire season, because you know, early in the season in April, they're gonna hear boos, foul language here yeah. and there, left and right, everywhere. We don't have to hear that here at Petco. <laughs> yeah. <nice. laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's. The over under eighty three and a half uh, hit by pitches for the Astros. <laughs> yeah, it's still there, so place your bets still. Yeah, and then you think about you know you think about staying west, you know the Dodgers. Is it time to change things up, or do you wait another year because of Mookie Betts? I think it's um this is it because they lose if they don't win the World Series. I think Dave Roberts gets fired. Mm-hmm. Mookie Betts, you know, tests his free agent and goes to the highest better. he's on that one-year contract. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. And, you know, they lost depth in their um, whole 
entire rota- or mm-hmm. their depth chart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the only ones that they have is uh, they, go ha- they have good position players, but and I want to see how the rotation does mm-hmm. instead of relying heavily on uh, Walker, Bueller, and still a good uh, Clayton Kershaw. And then you got the prospects that they have. You know, Gavin Lux being one of them. You know, all these different prospects that they have. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be tough to see because of the fact of what's happened, you know, the past few years. You know, losing in the World Series, losing in the Division Series. Mm-hmm. You know, you haven't, they haven't gotten past that hump to win a championship. You know, it's the curse of uh, Kurt Gibson. Why is that? 1988. Is that a new thing? Cause, or just well, because a... that's the last time they won. Yeah. And uh, Kirk Gibson was the big force in, of that series. Mm, I see. Because he hit that home run in game one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he, he had a broken leg, if I was mistaken. Bro- uh, he had yeah. an injury. He yeah. had an injury. Mm-hmm. I know. Then he yeah, hits a home run. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Helped the Dodgers uh-huh. win their most recent World Series. Wow. 1988. <laughs> all right let's talk about the padres in the next uh nine minutes in our show um things aren't looking good right now winning streaks uh might be uh taking a toll. <laughs> uh i know it's just spring training uh for me i don't really put much stock into it because no, a lot uh-uh. of pitchers are not throwing their best secondaries and they're getting and, used to it yeah and they're getting used to the flow batters are not pulling the ball as as strong as they wanted to um i just don't think i put too much stock yeah it's exciting here and there and also it's in arizona and balls are gonna fly all over the park but uh yeah speaking of things are not looking good um you know adrian morhon starts in this uh game against the um yeah things the royals yeah he um one out yeah a third of an inning Mm -hmm. six runs all earned yeah five hits and yeah, where we're gonna put the game, but I guess we can't access that. But as I see, he gave up a home two-run home run. Uh, you know, gave up doubles, a uh, couple of hits. Yep, Hunter and, Dozier with a home run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just didn't. He he wasn't good. And I know you have the question: What does Morahan have to do? Assuming he's yeah. gonna do well, because of how much we've seen from the past eight days. I think this is the one that it doesn't make it, honestly. Um, you know, we've been too, very it's high. Kinda, it's kind of, you know, it might be a blessing in disguise that he doesn't make the opening day roster, too. Because, and that just shows the surplus of starting pitching the Padres have. That is true. Although I, I still don't buy right now that he's a starting pitcher. He hasn't gone um, a full, at least more than three innings. Most of the time he's been pitching... As I recall, last year he pitched uh, he very the, minimal. Yeah, and he was the opener. Yeah, and very Basically. minimal. Uh, I know they, uh, from scattering reports and um, articles, they said that he has the best stuff, better than Gore, Patino, and some other pitchers that the Padres have. But I just I don't think he make it until a uh starting role. Role. I think he'll be a, a bullpen uh, guy. If I that, hope I'm wrong. If that, I hope I'm wrong, and he, you know, makes those um, mechanics um, adjustments mm-hmm. being there. Because there's also a um, little bit of rumors that he might have a uh, ethical um, 
work ethic yeah um, issues mm-hmm. around him but i mean the sky is is very high for motorhome to have this uh-huh. all together yeah and i think too you know having that surplus kind of helps you guys you know grow into it you know it's not being pushed into it mm-hmm. you know you think about who the Padres have right now in terms of starters. Denelson Lamette, Chris Paddock, uh, Garrett Richards. Trio of <laughs> Tommy Jones. Zach Davies. And, you know, poss- po- probably Possibly Joey Lucchese or Cal. To give a lefty in that rotation. Mm-hmm. But it's just going to be able to see, you know, for most most likely all the, those those will be the five come opening day. And then you have your eight bullpen guys. Kirby Yates pitched in the second inning today. Strike out the side. <laughs> <laughs> you got Kirby Yates, um, Emilio Pagan, Craig Stammen, Matt Strom. Um, you got to have um, Andres Munoz in that is in, is in that mix. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's uh, Drew Pomeranz. Yeah. And then probably Craig Stammen and and then uh, the last two spots will be up for grabs. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, Modehan may take it, you know. Or he just starts in triple A mm-hmm. or double A, either one. And I think that's what they might do with him. You know, Mackenzie Gore and Luis Patino, they're probably going to start in the minors. Yeah. Speaking of them, um, Luis Patino will pitch today um, and Mackenzie Gore will pitch um, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They'll be pitching out of the bullpen. Yeah, they're not going to start. Yeah. Um, What's the feeling like if you're... Um, AJ Preller, you know, seeing these two um, pitchers facing major league hitters. I think it's something you've been waiting for, you know, since you've drafted them or since you've traded them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice when you get to see, you know, your top prospects being able to show off to the fans, you know, the Padre fans, you know, get to see what he's all about mm-hmm. and, you know, what really they're all about both of them you know we got to see Luis Patino do it the final two innings of the Futures game last year you know we got to see Mackenzie Gore do it early on in the Futures game mm-hmm. um it should be exciting I, I be, I'm more excited to see how Luis Patino does I think, um mm-hmm. I know I expect Gore to be very good but I want to see how Luis Patino does because he he seems more even though he has a small t- stature body frame, mm-hmm. but I want to see how he does when he throws his 90, secondaries. 98, popping. I want to see how he throws his, his secondaries. second and third yeah. pitches. Mm-hmm. I want to see how he does consistently from that. Because mm-hmm. um, how you're successful in the majors, especially as a starting pitcher, it's not just having that fastball, not just having that curveball, it's, it's having that third pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, whether definitely. it's a changeup, whether it's a slider, a mm-hmm. knuckleball sometimes, you know, it's having that third pitch that's going to help you progress in your career. Yeah, and solidify you into a, um ace as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why Garrett Richards has, you know, he learned to change it from Chris Paddock. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just one quick, uh, qu- uh, or actually let me ask you this. Who makes the opening day uh, roster uh, for second base? We got Profar. Since- Dozier. Garcia. Uh-huh. For sure those two. Mm-hmm. Possibly Brian Dozier, I think. I think Brian Dozier makes it if something's up with Ty France. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I think uh, Garcia will make it um, 
profile. I think he'll make it. Maybe they cut him if he doesn't no, progress. They're not going to because he's on that. He's on the final year of his contract. That is true, but they could, they're still, um, you know, it's chatter a, that he want to, you know. It depends on him. his options. That that's true too. as well. And Ty France has those minor league options. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think because of that, Brian Dozier's yeah, Brian Dozier is up with the Padres, mm-hmm. and Ty France is in AAA, and he can go after hitting 500 in El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, uh, we got about two, about one minute about left minute. in the show. About yeah, minute, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so next week we're gonna have um, our brackets. We're gonna talk about. How the Aztecs did last week or in this week in the tournament? Uh-huh. See if they they'll get a number one, but we'll see then, which side they'll they get, get it. We got more selection mm-hmm. Sunday, yeah. So we'll be able to kind of maybe figure out where the Aztecs might be in the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, watch some other conference tournaments to be able to see how it may how those tournaments may affect the Aztecs. Mm-hmm. Uh, might have Kyle Betts on here next week. A little teaser, mm-hmm. assistant sports editor right now, and should be a good. You know, show next week. Yeah, it should be a very packed, very good show. Uh, I should be fully healthy for that. <laughs> Coughing a little bit, coming off of cold from last week, but should be good. Um, Going to see how well the Aztecs do in the tournament this week. Um, they start 11.30 tomorrow. Uh, play the winner of Fresno State Air Force. Uh, yeah, it should be, should be a good Should week. be a good, exciting week uh-huh. next week. We want to thank all of you for tuning in there. KCR College Radio, the award-winning Sound of State, Andrew Vargas alongside here. I'm Brevin Honda, and thank you guys for listening.